listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast, you guys. It's Jen Smiley here. I'm excited to be joined today with Dr. Anna Kabeca. She is, in fact, I read this online. She's triple board certified and she's all the things. She's got integrative medicine. She's anti-aging. She is, if you're a woman, okay, between the ages of, I don't know, 40 and 60, I'll let her clarify, you need to hear from her. And so I read all these things about Dr. Anna Kabeca, but what I love is I love to just make things simple. So when I read all her certifications and everything she was about, I stepped back and said, you know what? I know her as the girlfriend doctor. I know she deals with menopause, hormones, sex, and intimacy expert, plus she is a mom and grandma, and she's an author of Menu Pause, Keto Green, and the Hormone Fix. So welcome, Dr. Anna. How are you? I am good. Good to see you here, Jen. Yes. I was saying earlier that I know you have so many certifications, and but I like to keep things simple, especially when I'm looking. I tell people, hey, I'm not the doctor. I'm just doing what everybody else is doing, right? Grocery shopping. They are listening to their doctors. They're trying to figure out what the heck's going on in my body. And so I want to keep it very approachable that you are the expert in your areas and we're going to dive into exactly what those are. So if you don't mind, share with us who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, thank you. And, you know, I love what I do because really able to connect. And I'm a woman who has been through her own life journey, her own cycles of hormone hell, and as well, a daughter who watched my mother suffer with heart disease, diabetes, depression from her 30s onward and die way too young from complications of diabetes. Following medical advice, the ADA, American Diabetic Association medical advice, and also, I am a mother. I am a mother of four daughters who have seen the hormone fluctuations and always want to stay ahead of those, <laughs> as well as I'm a grandmother. So I have this beautiful perspective, much better than when I finished my residency training at Emory University, which is one of the best facilities in the world for obstetrics and gynecology training. And I came out of there and I thought, I've had all the tools. I've got all the tools for the next 20 years to stay at the top of my game for, for medicine, right? That's what we're told, right? If you practice the way you were taught in residency, you'll be practicing the standard of care for the next 20 years. And very quickly, going to my rural practice in Southeast Georgia, a shrimping area, McIntosh, and of course, St. Simon's Island, but predominantly in McIntosh and Brunswick, Georgia, I quickly realized that my doctor bag was empty to really be able to help and heal people and keep people off medications and keep people from having surgery. And then I went through my own my own mess, early menopause at 39, permanent irreversible infertility, I was told. The only way I'd have another baby would be egg donation. And that broke me. That broke my heart in so many ways. 
And it wasn't truth because I went on to reverse that early menopause and naturally conceive a beautiful, healthy baby at 41 years old. And so she's 15 uh, this month and I'm 56, almost 57. And I'm just (laughs) grateful to be here, grateful to share the wisdom that I've learned the hard way so that people don't have to suffer. Absolutely. So I heard you say that you are now helping and healing versus I call it treating, right? Probably what you learned or the ADA medical advice you were given or your standard practice when you got out of schooling was, hey, we treat these symptoms, right? And now you're kind of helping people identify what could be causing it and also trying to figure out how to reverse this or how to heal this. So how did you really get into this work and become passionate about it? Because it's not anything, do you go to school for this? (laughs) Well, all the way to what I'm doing now, again, I continue to learn. Every day I learn. And it's each of us learn, we keep a healthy amount of curiosity, intuition, and awareness, right? Like the eyes don't see what the mind don't know. That's an expression we learned in surgery at Emory University. In the OR, they say, well, if you don't know there's, say, a defect in this fascial line, you won't look for it. And that's so true in so many ways with keeping curious, keeping awareness, being able to trust what you're seeing and make integral sense of it. Does this make sense? So I've learned through my own research and experience and triple boarded. And I'm boarded in gynecology and obstetrics. I'm boarded in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And I'm boarded in integrative medicine. And I'm certified in functional medicine and on and on and on, right? Because I continue to learn and look for the answers, not just to, like you said, I'm not here to put a Band-Aid on your symptoms. I want to get to the underlying root cause of those symptoms, uproot those so that you're healed from them. And when it comes to women's health, everything that we can do around balancing our hormones and decreasing inflammation, supporting our adrenal stress response, when we address those three key areas, I like to call it the devil's pitchfork, it will put us in our grave if we're not addressing it. Mm -hmm. So address those three areas and then, then we've got health and healing. Yeah. Okay. So I know you're known as the girlfriend doctor, which I really love. It actually caught my attention when I first found out about you. I was like, ooh, I like that. Tell me, why are you the girlfriend doctor? Well, Truthfully, it's because Oprah's uh, prior producer, Sherry Salada, and her colleague, Nancy Halla, branded me that. They said, Dr. Anna, you're our girlfriend doctor. Nice. And that's how they introduced me on Sherry and Nancy's show. And so it just stuck from there. And so I branded the girlfriend doctor as a result of that. I was like, Oprah's ex-producer wants to call you that? Then surely that's... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is it. That is a title. And the reason is, and I like that too, Mm -hmm. because I'm a forever student, right? I'm always learning too. And I am here with you. For my clients over throughout the years, they would say, oh, Dr. Anna is my friend. Dr. Anna is my girlfriend. You know, like that was the relationship I had with my patients. And I had solo practice. So I would see patients from before they got pregnant, through their pregnancy, delivered their babies. And so really had these relationships with my patients. And I think it's some of the best relationships and friendships of my life. And I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to buy in to what your next right step is. I'm here to support you on your journey. But it's like having that 
relationship where I'm not going to tell you what to do. Your girlfriend's not, I mean, you, you may right. encourage someone what to do and guide them, lead them, but by example, as much as anything else, but also that you can trust me, you can tell me or share anything with me. And that is how I learned such so much about the intimate areas of women's health from sexual desire, from relationship disconnect, from bladder issues, from hormonal swings, from mood issues. There was nothing that I really feel like there was very little, if anything, that a person couldn't tell me behind shut doors. Mm -hmm. So it's been an honor to have that relationship. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so tell me this. Let's dive into maybe the most common symptoms you are seeing with people, whether they're absorbing your information or they're actually coming to you to get your guidance and get your help. What, what's kind of some uh, like common symptoms out there that maybe even our listeners could relate to and say, you know what, that's me. What do I do now? Oh, there's so many. So the big ones, hot flashes that don't go away. Okay. Right. The hot flashes that don't go away. The hair loss issue. The weight gain without doing anything different, mm -hmm. mood swings, that there's a monster within me mm -hmm. that comes out in such and such time of the month or periodically, exhaustion, fatigue, lack of ambition, lack of drive, mm -hmm. and aches and pains. That's another one. Rapid aging, certainly. And then there's the GYN issues. Like I don't even mention the GYN issues, but the breakthrough bleeding, the irregular cycles, the PMS symptoms, heavier than normal periods, all of those symptoms too, the incontinent symptoms. So those are, that's the sequela. And I can relate to it because I've had every one of those symptoms at some point. Okay. And so tell me this, and I'm just, I'm curious. I'm wondering this. I deal with food. So people come to me when they're inflamed, say, or they're just not feeling their best. Are these symptoms such as hot flashes, hair loss, fatigue, mood swings, the ambition? Is that, first of all, is that relative to menopause, number one? And then also, has that always existed? Like, 30, 40 years ago, were women dealing with this as well? Or do you think this is more of an epidemic and it's really on the rise because our inflammation is out of whack? Well, I think you definitely, and I love what you do because there's so many hormone disruptors in our food chain, Yeah, right? If there's something that we can have control about and then we shouldn't have exposure to these chemicals in our food chain. And so it is exponentiated. It is a problem through the definitely over the last century for sure, because we know in 1950, you know, Wyeth Ayers made its company on formulating Premarin, the purple pill to help with those symptoms of lack of desire and hot flashes and menopause symptoms. So it's 1950s, we started pouring this chemical bringing this chemical to market. But since then, really what I've seen in my 30 years of medical practice since I've been a physician, and I would say 40 because I started as a candy striper when I was 13. Mm -hmm. And if you guys ever knew those volunteers, oh, yeah. we had the red and white striped uniforms, totally. So that was over 40 years ago. But, you know, just being in the health space for so long, but certainly as a physician, have seen the problem get younger and younger. And the hormone imbalance symptoms, I think are really significant. And one of the things is I wanted to know this too, Jen, I, I asked all my platforms, I asked at every stage I was on, I asked in lives I was on, yeah. what did your mom tell you about menopause? And the answer over and over again was nothing. Yeah, nothing. Was nothing. 
And it was either like, we're not talking about it, or it's not a big deal, or it's just something we power through. And I think that's probably a big part of it. This was powered through. But with the hormone disruptors that we've had in our system exposed to over the past two generations, it's really causing disruption in our hormonal cycles. And starting earlier, I see perimenopausal symptoms in in the 30s. Mm -hmm. Wow. So why does menopause have such a bad reputation? I think it's because it's that transition. Like, what does it mean after menopause? Well, society would mean, you know, would tell you that you're no longer relevant. You just shrivel up. Your voice no longer needs to be heard. (laughs) You're not at your top of your game in the workplace, right? I think we've had leaders to prove that wrong over and over again, right? We can look into history, but also into our modern day to see women that have in their 70s, 80s have stayed as a force, as a leading force. And you have to do that through addressing those three things, hormone imbalance, inflammation, and adrenal, adrenal dysfunction. You have to address those three areas so that you can stay at the top of your game. And it is diet and lifestyle, 99 I like to say 90% is it. 90% is diet and lifestyle. As a physician, I like to claim that I have 10% between my hormone supplements and and anything else that I need to prescribe or write. Right. It has that positive influence for sure. So tell me if somebody is experiencing these symptoms, right? They're stop dropping and rolling right now going, oh my gosh, okay, this is me. What's kind of your standard protocol? What should they do first? So in my world and from what I had what I've developed to help me and others like me has been what I call my keto green way. And I write about it in my first book, my Magnus Opus, The Hormone Fix, and my book, Keto Green 16, and my recent book, Menopause. So that philosophy is there, but definitely The Hormone Fix is the starting point. And Keto Green Way is about incorporating intermittent fasting, no more snacking, allow your body to rest and digest, finish dinner by six or seven, break fast by 10 or 11 a.m. And high fat, high quality protein and enough of it, as well as low carb, but using alkalinizers, minerals, greens, fiber, things that feed our gut microbiome, which in women and men, critically important, but we have the estrobolone, the bacteria within our gut. So part of the core for Keto Green 16 is making sure we're eating also fermented foods and alkalinizing vegetables, but checking what gets measured gets managed. So checking, I tell my clients do this, it's keto green. It's checking your urine to make sure you get into ketosis and that your urine pH is alkaline. And alkaline urine pH is associated with strong bones, less risk of cancer, and all forms of inflammatory diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, metabolic syndrome, osteoporosis, the list goes on. So uh, alkaline urine pH, while you're following these dietary changes, are critical. And supplements. So I start a client, I have them do, where you go to my front page of my website, take the hormone quiz. The hormone quiz will give you a score. And that is your baseline. And I always did this with my patients. And then I would run labs, but I'd start them on the Keto Green Detox that's in my book, The Hormone Fix. And start them on the keto green detox and supplement, support their adrenals and detoxification pathways with my product, Mighty Maca Plus. It has 30 superfoods combined and it supports the liver, supports the kidneys, supports the detox pathways, all of these things. And adrenals, really big adaptogenic support for the adrenal glands, which is by far like the biggest 
benefit of this supplement. And then I would, you know, depending on their age, I would start there, then review their lab work. And I typically look at a few core lab tests. So I typically look at a few core lab tests. And then I would add in progesterone if they needed to. So my balance cream, Jolva, prescribe additional hormones if needed, as well as supplementation. Typically, my foundational supplements are Mighty Maca Plus and an omega-3 supplement. I would start there, then tailor it as needed. Yeah. So where can people go get the hormone quiz? So they can go to my website, dranna.com. So D-R-A-N-N-A.com and we'll get to the hormone quiz. Okay. Start there. Yeah. And I think it's just like, for me, it's this education because when I developed the hormone fix, when I developed the Keto Green Way, I, I recognized in my own way, because I was already a hormone expert, mm-hmm. that it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. Like, yes, I'll prescribe progesterone. I'll prescribe estrogen. I'll support you with testosterone, DHEA, perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopause. You know, want to tailor and customize your hormones. I like to call, I do hormone replenishment, not replacement. I want to support your body's natural production, detoxification, elimination, of hormones, all of it, right? We want to have our body produce as much as it can, as long as it can. That's a marker for longevity and it needs to eliminate safely too. So hormone replenishment takes that into account, empowering the body to make your own hormones versus the current standard, like with example, birth control pills, that's hormone replacement. And it's also hormone replacement suppression, Mm -hmm. suppression of your body's own natural hormones. So by intelligent design, our body will make and produce what is safest for us for the most part. Okay. Yeah. I love that everybody listening knows there is a different approach if you've only been told such things as hormone suppression or birth control, something like that. Now tell me if you could share three tips to help make menopause less scary, what would they be? Well, number one, menopause is mandatory. It's suffering is optional. It is a natural transition. It's a natural transition into the second spring of our life. So that is the first thing. The second thing, the most powerful women in history did their work, participated in their missions post-menopause. And number third, it's the wisdom that we have attained through our life, you know, like I'd say as the caterpillar, the period of perimenopause, consider that your incubation period so that you can emerge the butterfly in that powerful, beautiful, bold, brave, wise self. I mean, all taking in everything that we've learned. Also, I think one of my biggest things, it's a low tolerance state. Mm -hmm. Like you're done with the BS, right? You're like, okay, show up authentic. Tell me what's real. And there's a power in this state. You know, get rid of those reproductive level hormones and got a lot of clarity. For sure. So tell me one last question. Do you have a, I love to ask my guests this, Do you have a specific wake-up moment in life, whether it was personally or professionally, that was a pivotal moment that you remember and it changed everything for you? There are really so many, Jen. I have them so often, but I would say this one. This is the most recent pivotal moment. And this is when my I delivered my granddaughter. Oh my gosh. So my firstborn daughter had her firstborn child, also a daughter, and I was able to deliver her. 
And what I recognized during that moment, I'm delivering this beautiful baby into the arms of my beautiful daughter. Mm. And her sisters are around her, one virtually, because she was in Hawaii and didn't make it in time, but she was there shortly thereafter. But in this room, I'm bringing in this next generation, the third generation, because my parents are are dead all. We call it the replacement team in my family. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. This beautiful child bringing her into this life of this family that is connected and loves her. And I feel like, you know, that one thing through the hard times, through when my daughters didn't maybe like me very much at all, and maybe I didn't like them very much mm-hmm. at all at a certain time, but I love them, like that created this connection. We have family cohesiveness and connection because when we do, when we take care of ourselves, if I hadn't learned to take care of myself, I wouldn't have this family. My daughter wouldn't have asked me to deliver her baby. You know, to create the love, have love for yourself so that you can magnetize that love for everyone that cares about you. So for me, that realization, like, oh my God, it was worth it. Yeah, It was worth all those hard moments to be at this space at this time in my life. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you shared that. That gave me goosebumps. I mean, most people don't get to experience that. What a true blessing. I'm not one to bring up jokes, but... My dad told me this joke once, or we found, we heard about it once. And you said, you know, you do go through these moments with your kids when they're teenagers and you're just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? And both parties don't like each other, but somebody once said a joke and it was a grandchild is a grandparent's reward for not killing their teenager. There you go. (laughs) Yep. And then grandparents and grandchildren, the reason their bond is so special and they get along so well is because they both have a common enemy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. I know. That's hysterical. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I have two boys myself and they are, I mean, they have such a beautiful relationship with my parents. My parents love them. They do everything with them. It's really, really a beautiful thing to witness all the time. So thank you for sharing that. For everyone listening, you can go check out Dr. Anna's website. It's dranna.com, correct? Yep. Yep. And it's spelled D-R-A-N-N-A. So your Anna has two ends. Love it. Also go follow the girlfriend doctor on social media. She's got great, valuable information. Um, And make sure to go to her website to take that hormone quiz. If you are experiencing any of those symptoms or you just want to learn more, you want to help a girlfriend or a mom or a sister or a friend, co-worker that you know of. And I appreciate all the work you're doing, Dr. Anna. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Hold up. 